Hallelujah, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. You all can be seated. Good morning. And welcome to our annual meeting. Today is the day we look back over the last year and what happened here at St. Michael's, and we look forward to what is coming in this new year as well. This is a meeting that's required in our parish bylaws, the rule of life by which we order our community. On the fourth Sunday of January, we are to hold an election for new vestry members and wardens, and the treasurer is to give an accounting of our finances from the previous year and of the budget for the coming year. That is the requirement. But it's also an opportunity for kind of a state of the parish address and some presentations and some thank yous and some chocolate. So here comes some chocolate because whether you're visiting here for the very first time or you've been here for decades, you're now part of the annual meeting. So we better make this sweet, right? Now my family also suggested that this would be a lot more fun if I built in applause lines like our president does in the State of the Union address and asked my fellow clergy and altar party here to jump to their feet and applause every few minutes. So, would you all kindly comply? We all love chocolate. Yay! All right, that's good. It is easy to give thanks to God with our whole heart here today, with chocolate in hand, with one another in this community, there are all kinds of things to tell you and show you from this year, and our wonderful staff and our ministry leaders will be doing that in just a bit. My role is to celebrate us and to point specifically to where I see God at work in our midst, because I do. I have seen in this last year, I see it now, and I continue to expect to see it in this year that is coming. For as our psalm today tells us, great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. So let's study those deeds. I think first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all of you for your immense patience and perseverance through our construction process. We started this renovations project a long time ago, last century or so, and some of you have heard me express my impatience with wanting it to be done. But these things take time, and this has been an ambitious project, and yet, Despite the dust that our hardworking staff can never quite eradicate from the pews, despite the confusing, twisty pathways that you have to take to find your way to the restroom or to the classrooms, 
Despite the wall outside that is dividing our once beautiful garden in two, you have all continued to come anyway. And I have heard so few f complaints from you all about the making do and the dealing with, and I am so grateful to you for that. You have kept your eyes on the prize, which is the newly accessible campus that we will have the possibilities of new ministries, the open doors along with that. And you have kept my spirits up as we deal with the nitty gritty of permits, supply chains, all the maddening parts of building in New York City. So, thank you. And you can all thank a particular small group of people for keeping you happily in the dark about all that nitty-gritty. First, our amazing maintenance staff who have borne the brunt of the chaos and extra work. Raj, Edwin, Omar, Xavier. And Argelina and Samuel, who have had to manage extra workers in and out of the building, extra decisions, extra payments to handle. The program staff here, John and Laura, Mary Ellen, Julie, who have had to figure and refigure where to meet, when to meet, how to run ministries, despite this ever-changing landscape that we're in. And all of the staff, and all of our long-suffering tenants who have worked through rock hammers, jackhammers, sledgehammers, hammer hammers, <laughs> drills, shut off water, closed off restrooms, freezing meeting spaces, and those four-legged companions that we'd rather not see. <laughs> and also, John Avery and Walter Kane, who have tirelessly navigated meetings and negotiations with our architects <clears throat> and our contractors. And all the renovations committee, who have been called in at various times for decisions as we iron out new wrinkles as they come along. We're not done yet, but we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We will have this project done this year, and we will bless and celebrate it and then there's, I don't know, 25 or 30 of us who are all going off on a tropical vacation together. Yep. <laughs> and as the psalmist says, he makes his marvelous works to be remembered because the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. And all of this is thanks to your remarkable generosity in our capital campaign led so ably by the incomparable Lucy Culver and Beth Ann Day. We are gifted with them. And we're gifted with so many resources here. And it's been amazing to see the possibilities of what can happen when we all give of ourselves to make it happen. This community is living into this sense of faithful abundance, stewarding and taking risks 
for the work of God's kingdom, and it has been amazing to behold. And what I keep marveling about is that all of this construction hasn't hampered our community life one bit. We've had some significant events in this last year together, and we've come together for them all. It feels like we have finally shaken off that COVID malaise. We're here together, and we're glad to be together. We had a fun Shrove Tuesday supper last year, a happy, crowded Christmas brunch in December. We had celebratory barbecues. Sorry, Southerners, I mean cookouts, right? <laughs> for you, Sunday, and for Welcome Back Sunday. We had a few lively parties, thanking those who had pledged to our capital campaign, and we still have more of those to come. And we gathered with our neighbors and siblings of other faiths to break bread and share stories with the members of Anche Hezed and with Peace Islands, a Turkish Muslim group here in New York. Some of our gatherings were here around loss as we buried this last year some true beloveds of our congregation, Naomi Ballard and Jeff Biles and Vivian Gums and Elizabeth Avery. But we also got to celebrate some weddings and anniversaries for Lucia and Bruce and Hallie and Hannah and Yang and Megan and Bethann and Ben. And we baptized Kefas and Oscar, Oscar as the first baptism at the new location of our baptismal font, one early gift of our renovations project. We honored some change and transition amongst our staff, and we welcomed some wonderful people who are already well woven in to our common life together. We bid farewell to Father Frank Hakola, but as we saw last week, it wasn't forever. And to Deacon Richard as he retired. We said an official hello to Mary Ellen Lehman, our Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries, and hello to Rachel Ludwig, our Communications Coordinator. We celebrated the ordination and first mass for Mother Eva Botino, who keeps her connection to us long after her field ed work ended. And in our Saturday Kitchen Ministry, we bid farewell and huge thanks to Ray Luters for his leadership and a great hello with relief to Daniel Nzinga, our amazing program coordinator. And speaking of Daniel and Stephen, our cook, and all the very many volunteers that make up our Saturday Kitchen ministry, how remarkable they have been at persevering also, working in a kitchen that since mid-April has had no gas and therefore no stove. Their storerooms downstairs have been under construction. Their supplies have been wedged in every which way. You see them as you walk those twisty paths on your way to the restroom. And yet, with convection ovens and a lot of creativity and grace, they have served upwards of 350 meals every week. Daniel will tell us more about that in a little bit, but they all really deserve a huge wow and thank you.
we are seeing just what the psalm says. God gives food to those who fear him. God is ever mindful of his covenant. That promise is never broken. I believe we can do all of this because we anchor and sustain ourselves in prayer and in hope. Our healing prayer team serves every week over there in the chapel, offering prayer for those who need it. Our prayer chain prays every day through a long list of names that you all give them. Our morning prayer and our noonday prayer groups lead us through the cycle of scripture and the daily office every day. Our two years of the Revive program have been teaching our lay leaders, our vestry, our teachers, our other ministry leaders here to practice and lead the way in spiritual growth also. And our common worship here on Sundays is made possible by the gifts and time of some really important people, Anne Pierce and the Altar Guild, Gregory Bryant and the Acolytes, the very many who serve as lectors and intercessors and ushers, and their music that draws us together and closer to God, led so creatively and so beautifully by our adult choir and our music musicians and our three wonderful children's and youth choirs. Thank you, all of you. And as they lead us in music, so also our kids lead us in so many other ways. We had four teens brave enough to go on that peacemakers trip last summer to the UK, and then to come back here in November and present to us, along with their new Muslim and Jewish friends, witnessing for all of us what it looks like to build relationships even when the politics divide us. Our younger kids acted out so beautifully the Christmas story and their annual pageant. And we have this reminder of God's blessing for all of us every Sunday as we pray over our children as they go to their godly play, children's worship. There is so much that our kids show us and help us to learn here. So thank you to Mary Ellen, who has the vision to help make them ministers among us, and to all the amazing volunteers who work with our children and youth here. There's a ton of work. That deserves big applause. <laughs> the psalm that we had today concludes with these words. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. As we start another year together, we continue to give thanks. We study God's deeds. We practice God's gracious compassion with one another. We are nourished by God's promises and abundance. And so we pay attention and we keep looking for God in our midst. So many other things I haven't even named that are part of our common life here. The ministries of ESL and tutoring, the ministries of small groups, the simple conversations that happy, happen over hospitality together. 
all the ways we knit ourselves to one another and to the community around us. The fear of the Lord means living in the right posture of love and reverence, recognizing that God knows more, sees more, can do more than we can ask or imagine. We don't have a handle on everything all by ourselves, in our own lives, outside of church, or here in church either. We know there is so much more that calls our attention and work, the ongoing ministry of reparations, the constant work of keeping our cemetery going in Queens, so many new things that will happen once we finally have these buildings ready to open fully to the community around us. What we know is that God is at work, around us, in us, through us. And as we go forward together this year, our job is to look where God is leading, to take seriously our faith and the possibilities that open before us, and to step out in new ways. This will be a challenging year in the world, 2024. It already is. But we have a part to play, one that demands courage and the discipline to keep ourselves sustained and grounded in God's love. There is much good to be done, friends. So let us continue to do it. Amen. <laughs>